0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me once again as we kick off another episode. And um, This episode is going to be very different um, because there's been some recent events that have taken place in my life. Um, No worries. No, No one's sick or dying or anything, so nothing like that. Thank goodness, um, but certain things that are I'm going to talk about with you guys today, and um, and just to to start off, you know, just as in tradition of our of our talk, um, let me play this song. Now this is a new one, but it's certainly going to kind of give you an idea. Well, there's two, so two ideas that we're going to talk about, but I'll start with this one. And uh, it's by a band called Jelly Roll. And um, I, I didn't really know this group before I started listening to XM um, hard rock and, and octane and all that. So um, this group came on and uh, they're, like, they're based in Tennessee. And he's like a rapper slash country star or artist, I guess you could say. I never heard of him before. <laughs> but I like his song. Um, and it's called Need a Favor. And I think you'll enjoy it. Hold on one second. I only talk to God
1: when I need a favor. And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I, who the hell am I to expect a savior? Oh, if I only talk to God when I need a favor.
0: right oh man so this song really hits hold with me and I'll explain why well just so happens that on uh, I'll remember this date let's take a look here or this day right Um. February twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three. I was laid off from my job, and my company was part of the tech, or they are considered tech, fintech actually, and um, they're also a public company. All right, I won't mention the name obviously, but um, because no one really needs to know the name of the company. But um, if you guys ever go. You know, I don't think you'll ever find me, but (laughs) because I, but, um, but I was actually a part of a a small, I guess you could say layoff, but they affected many people that I um, know and worked with. And, um, and it was pretty much last minute in the sense of our eyes as, as those employees who got let go. But from a company standpoint, it did look like they knew that what they were going to do. Right. So along with the companies like Twitter and Alphabet or Google or, uh, you know, all those other tech companies laying off people, um, our, our company followed suit as well. Right. And we did not get any real notice. Basically, the the evening or the morning that. I was going to have a meeting with a, with a client, a 7 a.m. meeting. And, um, I usually check my teams on my phone and for some reason was not working. So, you know, I went to go check my email, right. Um, for some reason, and I saw an email that came from the company, right. Well, apparently the, uh, the CEO of the company actually sent an email to the staff about 4 a.m. that morning, letting them know, letting the people know that there would be some structural cuts, that they're going to do a restructuring, and that those individuals that would be cut would be getting an email. And I was one of them, right? Um, and then around 9.40, they had a meeting scheduled for, for me to speak with HR. Um, it was a Zoom meeting. And then from there, um, they basically allowed me, basically told me, you know, I would be cut off. I thought I was cut off completely already, but no, they actually, I don't know if they just cut off my Teams at that point on my phone. Uh, Maybe they were trying to prepare, but um, I still had Teams on my laptop or company computer. And then I was able to get in and, and say goodbye, basically, right? Um. And I did say goodbye, and it was a shock to everybody. Um, About four of the people on the team that I worked on, and we were a small team, there were like 10 people, Um, four of them, including myself, got cut. And uh, surprisingly, there were also some managers that had been with the company for many years got cut as well, but lots of other people. Right? People that you would not even expect to get let go, right? But they were. And it was pretty heartbreaking. You know? Um, My manager, that I was my primary manager, she didn't like, wasn't let go. And not that I wish anybody to let go, but she wasn't, right? But it was certainly one of those situations that, um, I'll never forget, and uh, we exchange phone numbers, exchange email addresses, and hopefully we'll keep in contact, and um, and then I, I had to get my account back on LinkedIn, um, and there was many other people on there that I wanted to say goodbye to that I just couldn't, right? And um, I did. And I got back online and I said my goodbyes and it, it's still it's still pretty raw right now, right? Um, it really is. It really is and it's 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 painful. It's painful to think about it and to know that I got laid off and, and, and within you know from this one, and then previously in 2019, and then in 2018. So, three layoffs in the last few years, right? Pretty heartbreaking, right? And I don't know what to do. It's painful. I, I, that's all I could say. And, um, It hurts me because it hurts my family. And um, immediately when these things start happening to me, um, dark thoughts start coming into my mind, right? Um, Thoughts about how am I going to support my family? You know, thoughts that I'm better, you know, I'm, I'm worth more dead than alive so to speak at this point in my life right and and somebody and I know people out there are probably going to be like yeah don't think like that you shouldn't say those things um, your family loves you and you'll get past this and it'll get better and you'll be okay joseph don't worry and i i want to believe that and i do because in those situations that i was laid off in the past let go. Usually better opportunities came around, right? And, you know, only God knows, right? Only God knows what's happening. In my heart of hearts, the company that I worked for, I knew we were not immune to these things, right? Um... They are a public company, and and, uh, and there was a risk because they're going to follow suit like everybody else, right? Although our company has been profitable, you know? But it's one of those situations that, you know, what do I know? I'm not at the top. One of the observations that I made that was quite interesting because um, when I got let go, um, HR gave me this document because I'm over the age of 40 that kind of gave it a, a full breakdown of not the people's name, but they put the job title, their age. And I saw a great deal of people, a majority of those who were laid off or terminated um, over the age of 40, right? Which was shocking to me. Yes, there were some that were like 26, 30. There were some that were like 50. I think I saw one that was like 55 or 51. and There was one that was even 60. Um, many of them were 44 43 42 40 um, my co-workers that I worked with primarily um, they were over 40 um, and again I won't mention names out of respect for them but yeah many of them were over 40 years old right and um, and it just goes to show you that you know certain things, I don't know the logic. I don't know the thinking that goes involved in in these kind of situations. If they're gonna, if they look what factors they look at, like if they look at my age, if they look at my position, how much I make, I'm sure a lot of those factors come into play, right? Maybe possibly a lot of the younger people that were still there or got to keep their jobs are are are, are lower paid. I don't know, right? I wish I knew. Right, but still, still it's it's quite shocking. I'm just at a loss. What can I say? Right uh, I, I I am getting of course severance and I got my vacation time, which I never even used a vacation. I was capped out on my vacation time, right. So they got all. I got all that back, which was nice. Um, but still, now I'm. A, I have a forced vacation, right? Um, not necess- some. Not something I really necessarily want to have. I would want to have a job, right? I really do. But you know what can I do? What can I do at this point, right? Just keep looking. Um, I do have, this month is kind of tough too, because I do have a surgery, uh, a scheduled surgery that I'm having on the 20th. Um, and it's an in, it's in-house, so to speak, but they're going to put me under anesthesia for the day or for a few, I don't know if it, that's not for the day, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's more for like 45 minutes to an hour. But recovery time, um, once I get out is probably gonna be a few weeks. Um so we'll see how I filled in, right? But um it's something that um I've been pushing and pushing and pushing to to get corrected for for many actually years now, you know? Um so I think it's time, right? And it's I'm not in happy the fact that I have to have this kind of surgery. Actually, they're going to cut me and stitch me. And I, I'm, I'm actually, to be honest, I'm quite scared, right? I, I really am. I'm just scared. And um, because I've never had anything like this before. Never. Never been hurt. Never had a broken arm, broken anything. Um, And never been cut. The only time I guess I've ever had any kind of um, stitching or anything was when I was probably like, what, five or six when I hit my head on the table. But, of course, I don't remember that because I it was so long ago. But anyways, these are things that I think about, right? And I always say, I always think of this in this way, is that, you know, I'm going under. I assume I'm going to come back, you know. Um, And sometimes we we, we don't think because, you know, they're putting me under. And although I, I, you know, I bother my wife, that, oh, well, you know, Hopefully I'm okay, you know, and I know I bother um, because whenever you're being put under anesthesia, you really don't know if you're ever going to wake up again, e- even for a short period of time, right? You don't know if they're going to give you too much or something's going to go wrong or, 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 or that's why the anesthesiologist is, is such an important part of, um, you know, b- medicine, you know, really. But um I, I'm sure I'll be fine, right? Um, oh well I guess I shouldn't lie. I've been under anesthesia before, like many years ago when I was having my wisdom teeth pulled and the dentist they basically put a a needle in my arm and then literally I was out. And and then I woke up and then I was done. And I was like, I don't even know remember what happened to the time because they were like, Oh yeah, we're done. Yeah, and 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 then that was it, and then I was fine. And obviously I had stitching, some form of stitching or sutures when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, which I didn't really feel anything. But this part of my body is different. It's on the exterior part of my body, and um, it's, it's part of me or an appendage, I'll say, I'll use that word, that I use, you know, I need it, and it's a male body part. I'll just say it like that. Um, and it's something that has flared up or gotten worse over years. Um, I'll just say this, right? I believe the situation or the condition that I have was due to many years ago when I was probably in middle school, I got kicked in the groin because I was trying to defend myself. And one would say, well, why would I kick somebody? Well, I, I, I don't remember that, but I attempted to defend myself and kicked my. I kicked, tried to kick somebody, and they, um, I missed. <laughs> and then they kicked me there, right? And it was, it hurt. And they kicked me, and then I think they pulled my leg, and then I almost did the splits, right? So it was not a good day. <laughs> and I, 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 I don't, it was a hard thing to to go through. Right. (sighs) But hopefully we'll get this corrected. Right. But you know what, let me, um, play this next song here. And I love this song. I don't play it very often, but I've played it before. But it's a song that I think about during these challenging times for me, right?
1: world is sound asleep and too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming nobody 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 sees you nobody nobody will believe you every day you try to pick up all the pieces all the memories they somehow never leave you nobody 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 sees you nobody nobody will believe you god only knows what you've been through somebody sees you somebody somebody will never leave you god only knows what you've been through god only knows what they say about you god only knows how it's killing you but there's a kind of love that god only knows god only knows what you've been through Stood and wants to play. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. Oh,
0: for the Scare me. Ay, scare me. What
1: uh,
0: if uh, we could Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, okay uh, All right, that song, right? And um, that's a good song, and that's before that's for by King and Country, right? And you know, it's 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 a song that's really goes into depths about you know what somebody goes through, right? The the anguish, the depression the anxiety and the the video itself if you ever watch it it's 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 sad um, but the song is good and it's it's a has a good message because god only knows right god only knows right and um Because he knows what we're going through, right? And he knows our hardships. He knows the struggles that we go through. And that we'll be okay if we remember who's in control, right? Um, He is, obviously. And although I don't like this feeling, I don't like the fact that... um, I don't have a position. He remembers or reminds me to tell me that he's in control and he will find me my next position, my next role in the perfect place, right? Now, no company is perfect, no matter where you work. It may be or appear perfect, but it's not. But it fits to what your needs are right now, right? That's kind of what was like at the company I worked for. It fit my needs. It fit my ability to learn new skills. And now the skills that I've learned, I can obviously go and take somewhere else now, right? Um, and we'll see what happens. Only God knows, right? Only God knows. And we have to remember that... Um, there are many people out there going through this hardship of joblessness, despair, financial problems, uncertainty in the economy, right? Uncertainty in how you support yourself. And in those situations, we we have to do our best to change our mindset to really try to be more positive to think about the things that matter, to spend time with our families, take care of ourselves, right? Take care of our mental health because that's all we got. Yes, I know there's, there's things like money and rent and bills and, um, that people have to pay. That many people out there on the verge of homelessness, right? And then something like this happens to them, right? That there there's some people that don't have anybody, and this affects them differently. You know, one of the things that I really, truly thought about when this happened is, oh, I have life insurance, right? Which... Some of you may not think, that oh, well, who would think of that? I do. That, oh, maybe I, I, I have a way out. I can give my family the life that they really, really deserve. And, and yes, I won't be there, but they'll have money. They'll have the ability to have things and not have to feel stress about not having something, right? So these are things that I thought about. And... You know, sleepless nights, and I know it only happened a few days ago, but, you know, um, I just have to do my best to relax a little bit. Not overthink and not get stressed out about the future, but just know that, you know, there is somebody out there that will hire me, that will see the value in me. You know, one of the things that people tell me all the time is, oh, Joseph, you'll be fine. That, that's, that's people's response to me. You're fine. You'll be okay, right? Um, and, in, and in many cases, throughout the course of my life and career, I've been okay, meaning I could find a job fairly quickly. I have a master's, I have a bachelor's, I have certifications. I, I have what's needed to be okay. And not everybody is that fortunate, but I will say this, that In most cases, people can find something that meets their needs, right? And I have to remember that, right? You know. What's sad is that, you know, I, I, I try to bring these lessons to my classroom. And I'm hoping that my students listen because many of them are quite young. Many of them are only 20s. And they, don't, they haven't experienced this yet. They haven't experienced losing a job or being fired or being laid off. But realistically, it's important that people tell them, Right. I wish somebody had told me that early in my career, right? That it's normal for these things to happen. And I have to tell my students and remember this myself that I is, although it's not personal, it is personal, but it's a business relationship, right? Companies have the ability to fire let go of people. And the problem is in today's society is we depend too much on companies to give us things. And I'm not saying give in the sense of like, it's free and, you know, Hey, you know, I don't do anything for it. No. Um, yes, we provide a service. We provide something to a company in exchange for wages, right. And insurance and things like that. Right. Um, But in the end, it's just a business decision for them. It's just money for them. It's just about what they get out of us as the people. Right? And we have to remember that. You know, we really do. I'm going to make this one short today. Because I, I don't think many of you even want to hear about such a depressing topic as job loss. And, but this is something I felt I needed to bring up because it is an important topic that we're going through. Especially even me, right? And I'm trying to maintain a healthy, positive mindset. Spend time with family. Enjoy this time in a sense too get a little break, a little vacation, right? And um, recharge, right? Because that's what I probably need. I needed a recharge. And I'm very bad at recharging my battery, so to speak, um, because I, I don't like to take time off, right? Seriously. But I'll, um, I'm going to continue to do that, Right? Continue. I appreciate all of you out there listening to me, thanking you, thanking you for taking the time to hear me out. And for those of you who are struggling out there, right, going through this situation. You're not alone. You're not alone. It will get better. It will, right? But let me take a look. Let, let, let me just see here. What's today? The fourth? Let me just see here what's in the devotional. And it may be perfectly aligned, right? Right? So this one's called Climate Changers. For we have great joy and consolation in your love because the hearts of the saints have refreshed. I've been refreshed by you, brother. Philemon seven. Peter Marshall, the far-famed chaplain of the United States Senate in the years past, used to pray that God would use him to change his spiritual climate in the world. So may I, he prayed, in greatness and love, Check that the hasty answer, choke back the unkind retort, and thus short circuit some of the bitterness and unkindness that has overflowed thy world. I ask this in the name of Jesus, who alone can give me the grace to so to act. Amen. We can do little change on the hot heads on television, the activists who shout obscenities or the educators who traffic in fables disguised as truth. Yes, Whenever we can influence some of that, we should. But in and in ourselves, we cannot change the human hearts of others. But we can let the Lord change our heart, temper our attitudes, brighten our spirit, and encourage our wisdom. And we grow in Christ. Our influence can be used by him to change the spiritual climate of the world. At least in our corners of the world, didn't someone tell us to brighten the corner where we live? Right? And ultimately, that is what I hope to do. One of the things that was so nice to hear is that when I was talking to many of my coworkers, saying my goodbyes, many of them were obviously devastated over the news, upset, some angry. But one of the things that they did do is they did thank me. They said, Joseph, thank you so much for for." for everything that you've done and provided and, and supporting us and being there. And, um, I'm so thankful for you. And I, in a, in a way I was like, I was just blown away. Right. I was blown away, um, by some of the kindness that was shown towards me about the impact that I had made. Right. And, um, I'm thankful I made that impact. Where I was at, I made an effort to work to make an impact in that of my coworkers, right? To support them, to answer their questions, to um, to to be there for them, and that's what I attempted to do, and and I think I succeeded in a way, right? Um. Obviously, I still don't have a job, but <laughs> but I supported them and hopefully um, they will remember me one day, right? They will remember me at least I hope so right. So everyone out there, I just want to thank you for spending your time with me and I will continuously keep you up to date on how it's going, the job search, so to speak, the challenges. And hopefully we turn this into an opportunity to, to reflect on what, how I'm growing through this process, right? But thank you. Thank you. God bless you all. Take care of you and your families. Be there. Be safe. And until next time, thank you for joining me on another Just Talk with Joe Meyer.
1: Bye.